Did you know that the state of Texas has zero state property tax? We also have zero income tax. That's why a lot of people are coming here. So if you're watching this, you wanna know like, how are the taxes calculated? What is going on? So I do hear stories sometimes of people that are coming from other states or even people in the state. They're like, why are the property taxes in Texas so high? Well, remember, we don't have income tax. So the taxing authorities probably do charge a little higher for that, but it's still a great place to live. And this video is going to explain how the taxes are assessed, how they are calculated, and what exemptions are possible and what that means for you when you are buying a home in this great state. Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. So let's start with the different kinds of tax. So we know that there's no state tax, but the local authorities will assess tax and then that's all grouped together. Now, depending on what county you live in, you might receive two or three different tax bills. Some of the counties make it really easy and everything is just boggled into one. So it really depends where you live. Did you know, did you know that in Texas there's over 4,700 local little governments taxing authorities? Like that's a ton. Texas is a big state, okay? But there's a lot, so it's a lot to handle. Now it all is assessed through the county. So all the local authorities rely on the county and the the local county that you live in tax assessor will receive the money and then they'll disperse it once a year to the taxing authority. So some of those authorities include county, city, if you live within city limits, school, there's always a school district, emergency services, and another big one, especially in new neighborhoods. Now, Texas has a lot of land, and so there's a lot of new construction that goes on here. So there's a lot of times MUDs, Municipal Utility District, that's what that stands for. So a MUD is also a large portion of the tax, and that really goes to pay for just the development of the area, the development of water. Water taxes are actually really common in Texas, so watch out. So when you're buying the home, the tax rate is going to be listed on the full listing service that you're looking for. In fact, on the screen, I'm just gonna go ahead and put a random house. We're gonna look down and you're gonna scroll almost all the way down. 
you can see at the very bottom is the good old tax rate, but you have to really scroll down to see it. Now on the phone, it's a little bit different. So when you're on a desktop, that's the view that we're gonna show you today. This is the Houston Association of Realtors, the city where I live. This is just an example of where you can find the tax rate. Okay, so here's how it works. All of the local authorities, well actually it's all governed by the county appraisal district. So for example, in our area, Harris County is a huge county. So Harris County appraisal district will assess through their office the value of the property as of January 1. So every March, April, they'll send all the homeowners an assessment saying, hey, this is the new year, as of January 1, this is what we assess the value of your property to be. They give you a protest period. They give you a period, it usually is May 15th, that you have to file that you're going to protest. Now, a lot of this is done online now, but every county will send you instructions in the mail, okay? So anything you receive in the mail from a county appraisal district, you need to open it. So there's a protest period. In the summer, like May, June, and July, you're going to hearing, you're protesting, whatever that may be. The values are finalized in the summer, and then every November, they're getting, with technology, they're getting a lot earlier now. I think by Halloween, usually, the tax bills are out. But in November, the tax bills will go out, and then they're paid in December and January. So you're given a choice of when you wanna pay it, but they're delinquent after January 31st. So you're probably asking, how do I protest property tax? How does an escrow account, like how do I pay taxes? Down in the description, I'm gonna put those resources for you of how to protest your property tax. If you happen to be in a home right now and you're interested in that, I've got a tutorial about that. And then also we've got some information on how an escrow account works. So let's talk about that next. So when you're in the house, you have a choice of how to pay taxes. Now the lump sum is due to the county. It's always due, they don't really care how you pay it, they just want it to be paid. But you as a consumer, if you have a loan, then you either pay it in a monthly escrow account. Now if you put less than 20% down, the lender mandates it, so you have an escrow account. But if you put more than 20% down or paid cash, you have a choice. If you pay cash, you pay it in full every year because you don't have a loan. And then if you put more than 20% down, the lender gave you a choice as to if you wanted to pay taxes annually on your own or if you wanted to do it in escrow. So that's how they're paid. I have another video that I'll put in the description about escrow and escrow account and how that works. The last thing that I'll talk about actually is exemptions. So that is the good news, is that there's different exemptions that you can have that will give you a reduction in the property taxes that you pay. The first one that's the most common is the homestead exemption, and that is you occupy the house as your primary homestead where you live and put your, put your head on your pillow at night, that's a homestead. So it's approximately a 20% deduction. It's not always because some taxing authorities don't always allow the 20%. That's approximate, just to give you an idea. The other deduction that you could have is if you're over 65. Now, only one spouse needs to be over 65 in order to claim that over 65 exemption. So whatever month in the year, it doesn't matter. You don't need to wait for the new tax year. Whenever you turn 65, go to the appraisal district, fill out a form, and they'll apply that exemption. So that's really cool. 
The other exemption that you could get is when you're disabled. So there's disability for any medical disability when the government deems you as disabled. But then there's also an additional discount for veteran disability. If you're a veteran and you have 100% disability, you pay zero taxes. So you have a further benefit when you are a veteran disabled. Now every tax or every county might have a few differences. So make sure when you're buying a home that you look on the county website and really read about the exemptions. There might be some differences from county to county. Okay, so make sure to check that out. The last exemption that I'll mention is an ag exemption. So there's a lot of land in Texas. There's a lot of rural land in Texas. So if you're buying a rural property, and you have farm animals, chickens, or livestock, or you're farming something, you can get an agricultural exemption as well. So if you think that applies to you, check it out on the website in the county that you're buying. So thank you for sticking around. Check with your local lender and your local realtor about the county and the website that you need to go to to check out about exemptions. Let me hear your comments. I would love to hear your comments. Please like, stay around, watch another video. I hope you learned a lot today. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.